They've been called an ecological train wreck. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. It looks to be a conservation success. About 50 years ago, the small island nation of Seychelles took steps to protect the Indian Ocean from whaling. And a new study shows that endangered blue whales are spending months in its waters where they had previously been annihilated by Soviet hunters. Humpbacks, fin whales, and blue whales filled the oceans at the beginning of the 1900s, but were slaughtered by commercial whaling. Blue whales are the largest creatures known to have ever lived on Earth and can be up to 100 feet in length. Just their tongues can weigh as much as an elephant and their hearts as much as a car. Researchers led by Oregon State University now think blue whales may be breeding around Seychelles after analyzing underwater audio recordings. Seychelles has protected about 150,000 square miles around its islands in a debt-for-nature swap in which debt was relieved in exchange for the country doing more to protect its oceans. They've been called an ecological train wreck and the most invasive animal on the planet. They're roaming Canadian provinces close to the U.S. border, and their population is exploding. Wild pigs called super pigs because of their size, ability to survive, and fertility aren't native to North America, but have been here for centuries. Pigs were first brought to the continent in the early 1500s by European explorers and settlers for their food. Their fur allows them to survive harsh winters. They're destructive because they root up crops and spread disease. A researcher at the University of Saskatchewan recently said in a statement that they can cause soil erosion, degrade water quality, and prey on small animals. Feral swine have two litters of six piglets each year and are difficult to eradicate. Several jurisdictions have banned hunting them because it makes them nocturnal and more wary. They were possibly eradicated in Minnesota about seven years ago, but they've been sighted near the border and could already be back. Currently, the wild pigs inhabit Texas and the southeast, and in the San Francisco Bay Area, more than two dozen of them ripped up soccer fields, lawns, and a park looking for food. In Colorado, the last known super pig was killed in 2018, but there are concerns that they could return. Often, you smell them before you see them. Skunks have a pungent way of warding off predators who recognize the animal's famous white stripes and know to avoid them for fear of getting sprayed. So scientists wondered if there were fewer threats around, would a skunk lose its stripe? Probably, yes. A skunk's stripe is a deterrent because predators associate it with their liquid defense. But in North America, some skunks are all black, some are nearly white, and the width of the stripe can range from thin to thick. So what gives? The variation in striped skunks intrigued a team of researchers led by the University of Bristol, who studied museum specimens and cross-referenced them with their habitats, where there were or weren't known predators. They found that a diminished stripe correlated with fewer threats in the area, something called relaxed selection, when environmental conditions reduce the need for an important trait, in this case, black and white fur. Conversely, if there were dangerous predators in their region, the skunk's stripes had not shrunk. Warning coloration in wildlife is not unique to skunks. Think the red and black stripes of venomous coral snakes or the 
brilliant colors of poison dart frogs. There are other examples of relaxed selection in the wild. As ZME Science explains, some birds have evolved to become flightless when living danger-free on remote islands, and species of fish that dwell in caves have lost their eyesight. And finally, Australia's Bureau of Meteorology is predicting above-average temperatures with below-average rainfall for the next three months. The forecasts could indicate more bushfires amid an ongoing drought, which is tough news for residents and wildlife, especially koalas. Despite being an icon of the land down under, the marsupials' numbers are declining in much of the country. Koalas are predicted to be extinct in the wild in New South Wales by 2050 due to wildfires and habitat loss from land clearing. The animals require large and connected areas to eat, move, and breed, so several groups of volunteers are creating koala corridors to give the creatures the space they need to survive. Organizations like Bangalore Koalas work with local property owners to create a passageway through fragmented or burned land by planting trees, so koalas as well as other wildlife, including endangered glossy black cockatoo and wallabies, can thrive. The word koala is said to mean no drink in Aboriginal languages, and research has shown that the animals get water not only from eating eucalyptus leaves, but also by licking rain when it runs down tree trunks. So far, the Bangalore volunteers have planted over 330,000 trees. If all goes well, they will plant half a million by 2025 to meet their goal and allow koalas to give those eucalyptus a lickin'. That's it for This Week in Water. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.